Hello and welcome to Talkin' Trades, the weekly podcast where we talk about comics so you don't have to. I'm Jeremy, I'm a DC fan, and my favorite Zord was the Mastodon. And I'm John, I'm a Marvel nut, and my favorite Zord was the Dragon Zord. Welcome to Talkin' Trades. Which one was the Dragon Zord, John? I forget. Dragon Zord was the amazing one that the Green Ranger called in with the Dragon Flute. Oh, I don't know what that is. Was it also a dagger? It was. I know what it is. It was is. also a dagger. I had that toy. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, it was an expensive toy. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if it went in the like in the pool with me? So it could come out from the water just yeah, like on the show? exactly. Yeah, it's such a great, and terrible idea. Fun thing. It doesn't <laughs> work if you just drop it in a pool. What? Like, straight up. I didn't even go in with it. I just <laughs> dropped it in the pool. And I was like, well, it's not working. Mom, why is it not working? And she goes, what do you do? I said, I put it in the water. Well, that's why it's not working, Jeremy. <laughs> I said, fair enough. Fair enough. I had the uh, the tiger zord. Never got the dragon zord. I didn't actually have the zord. I just had the, the flute. The, oh, the okay. dagger flute. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't even like I was getting the Zord. I thought you were putting the Zord in the water so it come out like the show, not, no, the, no, not no. just the dagger. No, 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 just the dagger flute. And on that note, let's get into This Week in Geek. This Week in Geek. Starting off This Week in Geek, I have some Dark Knight 3 uh, news. There was the number one preview was released this week, so it's, it's exciting. And here's what was written on comicbook.com. Batman... Dark Knight Universe is back. We've returned to the future where Batman is this grizzled old veteran, and he is fighting the rise of the Master Race. And your look tells me that you are thinking the same thing I did. I didn't know what the Master Race was going to be. When you hear that, you're thinking, oh, shoot, is Batman developing a Master Race? Is this about Superman? No, I don't know. But now he's fighting the Master Race. So what are your thoughts on that? I I mean, I can't not hear the phrase Master Race and not think World War Two. No, of course. That's just immediately where my mind went. Of course. Uh, I don't know. I'm intrigued. What were your initial thoughts before you heard this? Like, when you heard Dark Knight 3, the Master Race, what were you thinking? I honestly wasn't. You weren't thinking? No. no. I know. I was, personally, I was thinking it was going to be either Batman's Master Race or Superman ending the human race. Those were my two thoughts. I'm excited for this. This preview makes it seem more real. I actually have it already on my pull list when it comes out, I'm very excited for Dark Knight 3. So, Transitioning over to John. I have some stellar news. Some stellar? Some stellar news. Would you say it's extraterrestrial? Uh, yes. Yes, I would. We got uh, some Guardians 2 news Ooh. on the casting. Newcomer Pom Clementief. I probably butcher that. I apologize. She's fairly new as far as exposure. Her biggest role to date was the Old Boy remake, which I did not see. I saw they the made original. an Old Boy remake? Yeah. A few years know. back. I did not know that. Yeah, I've seen the original. I haven't seen the new one, but she was apparently quite good in it. So, cool. who's she for playing? Her. Mantis or something? The rumor is it's Mantis. Okay, nothing confirmed. Well, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a female character to play Mantis. Mantis is a female character. That's, that, that and Adam Warlock are the two people I could think of who would be in the next Guardians movie. Yeah, so that'd be cool. It would be cool. And Mantis, for if you don't know, was both a Guardian and an Avenger. Has some psychic powers and some martial arts skills. Ooh. So be pretty fun. Very cool. Did you see related to that that Matthew McConaughey turned down a villain role? I did. So happy. I did. I was going to talk to you about that because I, I know him. I know how much you love Matthew McConaughey. I hate him more than I love anything. I hate him so much. I hate him so much, John. How much do you hate him? I hate him so much that if someone offered me a million dollars to like watch all of his movies, I don't think I could take the money. He doesn't even have that many movies. He's got a bit. You've got all the romantic comedies from like. Oh, I okay. Let's just <laughs> if he, if it was a million dollars to watch one movie, I'd have trouble. I really hate him. 
I really hate him. You wouldn't take a million dollars to sit down for two and a half hours in the chair? What movie? It doesn't matter. It's a million dollars for like two and a half hours of work. Right, but like, no. And by work, I mean sitting there and watching something. Like, probably not. Jeez. I really hate him. I really hate him. If there's an agency out there who does offer these kind of services, find me at Maesterlaka on Twitter. Uh, I'm willing to watch a movie for a million dollars. If you want to sponsor us and you're Matthew McConaughey, don't. Pretty matching today. You can say that. I've got a couple things on. Got a a hoodie, a shirt, and a hat. Yes. All of which are Batman. Yes. They are. Today was Halloween day for the kids at school, because tomorrow uh, a lot of our kids are going to be gone for a football game. So we did it today, and I was Batman. Would you like to see what happens when I put my hood up? I can pretty much imagine what happens when you're putting up. It's a cowl. I love it. I I like Batman, John. I like Batman. And to go with that, I have some more Batman news. I have information on Batman Europa. It's drawn by Jim Lee. I don't know who it's written by. Probably Jim Lee. That would make the most sense. But what I have is there's a couple pictures that were released, and they're very dark and bloody. Like, very dark. But the synopsis I got for the plot is... This was announced in 2004, by the way. Really? Yeah, that's how long this has taken. Like, longer than Bellicosity mm. by Kevin Smith. Longer than, you know, Dark Knight 3. This has taken a long time. Plot synopsis I've seen is... Batman and Joker team up to go across Europe in search of a cure for a virus that is slowly killing the Dark Knight. What were your keys from what I just said? Team up? Yeah. <laughs> right? A Joker-Batman <laughs> team up. Have they done that? No. Not like, I mean, you know, they might be in a Brave and the Bold issue or something like that. Not recently. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm going to read this. I'm going to read. That's already my pull list, too. I'm very excited for Batman Europa. That'll be fun. That's all I got for that. So, John, what do you got? This one's pretty brief. We got, we're going to get our first actual theatrical trailer in theaters, which is kind of redundant, for a Captain little. America Civil War. Yeah. For what? Captain America Civil War. What's that? Is that a movie? I'm going to punch you. Is it, a, is it a movie? I'm going to punch you so bad. What's Civil War? Civil War? Is this a serious question? I'm playing devil's advocate. Explain to the audience. Okay. Civil War explored accountability in, this, in the superhero universe in Marvel. And in the comics, there was a reality show being filmed with some young super-powered individuals. And something went wrong, and a school bus of children blew up. Oh. And they're like, well, who's accountable for this? Mm. Well, it was done during this show. Okay, well, they need to pay. Well, they have secret identities. We can't really do that. Like, But that's unacceptable. They need Someone needs to pay for this. So then the Registration Act went through the Marvel Universe where heroes can register, give up their secret identities, become public faces, but they would get like a paycheck, government protection, that sort of thing. And Iron Man, because largely, I feel, because he already was Tony Stark, people knew who he was to begin with, was very, very much pro-registration. Mm-hmm. And then Captain America was not about it whatsoever. Yep. Encroach on civil liberties, that sort of thing. And that's Civil War. What side are you on? I... Forget that it's Cap. What side would you be on? I would be anti-reg. You would be on registration side? I would too. But that's... I feel like I'm a pretty law-abiding citizen. I I said anti-reg. Oh, they said onside reg. No. You'd be anti-reg? I'd be anti-reg. I'd be reg. Well, this... I mean, there we go. We're fighting. (laughs) We're fighting. So that's happening. So, there's going to be a trailer. They announced if it's going to be a teaser, if it's going to be a full length, if it's going to be a short film like Batman vs. Superman. I imagine it's going to be the short film like Batman vs. Superman. The eight minute trailer? Yeah. yeah. It's super long. I imagine it's going to be the one that was shown at, I believe it was D23. Oh, D23, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Disney Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Yeah. Oh, it's, from what it sounds like, it's, <laughs> it sounds like an awesome place to be. If you could ever get into D23. We should try to get in there with press passes, because we're press. That would be great. Are we important? 
Not important, right? The hashtag for this week is we're important. Hashtag we're important. <laughs> I need validation this week. <laughs> I could just use validation. No. <laughs> it's okay. Who's the guy? I didn't mean that to be like the Who's the guy? I was just kind of going for a riff. <laughs> <laughs> you riffed. It was hilarious. But yeah, it's going to be in front of Spectre. Ooh! Huge, 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 huge film. Ooh. That's, that's the last Craig Bond movie. Cool. Potentially. Well, he's come out and said, I'm done. Multiple. Really? Oh, yeah. You haven't seen those I have not heard that. He's furious with James Bond. Yeah, he doesn't like it. He doesn't want to be James Bond anymore. Which, like, get off your high horse. But he was so good. But, like, get off your high horse. Like, you could do worse things in your life than be James Bond. Like, relax. <laughs> like, you're not Sean Connery, who also needs to relax. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's cool. So that's another reason to see Spectre. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen Skyfall. You need to fix that. I know. Like, yesterday. Like, it's on Netflix. Like, it's in my queue. <laughs> You know what I watched the other day instead? Chasing Amy again. You should definitely watch Skyfall. But like, I like Chasing Amy. It's okay. I didn't say you had to like Chasing Amy. I said I like Chasing Amy. But like, maybe you like Skyfall. Because it's great. I don't know. I haven't seen it. So here's Moving what, on here's to something what, else. <laughs> here's what you do. You watch it. Uh, no. Now I'm not. Now I'm going to do it out of spite. You see Frozen and I'll watch Skyfall. Why? Because Skyfall's been hyped up to me too. But maybe not, not as too, bad as Frozen. But it's not been, anywhere near. Yeah, but now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay that gauntlet down now. Just now watch it. Do yourself the favor. Now it's on the podcast. So now you have to. I don't have to do anything. You're a free man. Like I said before, who's a guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to something more dark and sad. We have some information from David Goyer, who was recently on the Nerdist podcast, a rival podcast of ours. I feel like we're in the same ranks. They uh, <laughs> they had David Goyer on, who is the producer of Batman vs. Superman. He was a producer of Man of Steel, Batman Begins. And the awful Krypton show. <laughs> <laughs> and he came out, and they were asking him, they said, uh, they were talking to him, and Matt Meyer comes out and says, I have to ask this, I don't. I, I hope it's not rude, why did you make Superman kill Zod? And he goes, do you want an honest answer? He goes, yes, I would love an honest answer. And this is what he said. I'm going to read the quote from the interview. Goyer told Nerdist that this exists entirely separately from what fans should or shouldn't think of that character. You have to do what's right for the story. In this instance, this was a Superman who had only been Superman for, like, a week. He wasn't Superman as we think of him in DC Comics, or even in a world that conceived of Superman existing. He'd only flown for the first time a few days before that, and had never fought anyone that had powers. And he's going up against a guy who not only is super-powered, but has been training since birth to use those superpowers as a killing machine. That prism puts a different spin on the movie, I think, for a lot of people. I enjoyed Man of Steel. I don't. I did. You liked it, but people had that problem with it. That problem was a big one, and then Paul Kent was a big problem mm. for some people. I disagree with the Paul Kent thing. I I can see why. If I was a dad, I'd want to keep my kids safe. Unfortunately, that's the cost of the world. But did he know that Zod was going to come? No, he didn't know Zod was going to come. He was saying for smaller things in Smallville, where he grew up with another thousand people. So a, maybe get off Paul Kent's butt. He's not that bad. This. Really changes, I think it changes a lot of opinions about the movie. It puts a different prism on it. How do you feel? I'd say so. I, I really had that issue with it, but I also was not exactly a cardinal Superman reader, so I didn't have that, I guess, background of Superman cannot do this. He That's does fair. not kill. That's I didn't fair. have that going into it. I think the big thing to take away from this interview is that even if you are a cardinal Superman reader, this is not what you're reading. This is a movie. It's different. Like, if you really want to have a problem, the Chris, if you, if, if I really want to go out and say it, the Christopher Nolan movies are bad. In that prism. They're not bad. I love those movies. But in that prism, like, if it, it's not the comic books, who cares? It doesn't have to be the comic books to be good, right? 
that's that's all I have to say with that. I think it's interesting. So you have one more piece of news before we move on to the pull list? I do. What I do. It? What is it? Some some Power Ranger news. What? Yeah. Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin news? Technically no, but that's kind of like does the news change into an animal? No. And then into a robot man. Definitely not. And that's the podcast for this week. <laughs> what do you got, John? The title and the casting list for title. It's the title. For the upcoming Power Ranger film due to open in 2017 have all been revealed and the budget as well. The title is Saban's Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Is which it Saban's or Sabans? I, I have no idea. Saban. Nick Saban's Power Rangers. Roll Tide. <laughs> I want to see how many of our fans get that joke. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. But yeah, it's their Power Rangers, which mm-hmm. falls in line with Marvel's The Avengers. Oh, it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. It's appropriate. The we look at the cast list. We knew nobody. We tried. We really, we looked. really, there. No, it wasn't even like, oh, in an episode of Game of Thrones, like, no, like, there's just nothing. We knew nothing about these. people. So they're going with some pretty unknowns, which is fine. No, well, this this could be great or terrible. We'll see. But here's the thing: what's the budget? The budget is thirty five million dollars. Obviously, that's a lot to people like you and me. But is that a lot for a movie budget? No, no, it's peanuts. It's, it's peanuts, I tell you, it's nothing. Uh, I did some some comparison here yeah. with the original Power Rangers film. Released in 95. Oh my god. Attack of the Ooze? Attack of the Ooze? Isn't that it's it? not called that. What it's is just, it? It's just Power Rangers the movie. But the one with Ivan Ooze? Yeah, it's the one. Oh, that's a movie. That budget was $15 million. What about with inflation? Ah, there you yeah. go. Okay, See? Okay, See? Okay. See, I gotcha. It was $15 million within $1995, which would equate to a little over $23.5 million today. So still lower so than this? It, they're still putting more money into the new film. So what was the Green Lantern budget? The one with Ryan Reynolds from 2011. Uh, that budget was 22, I'm sorry, $200 million. You have to put your pinky back in mouth when you say it. Oh my god. $200 million. And that movie was great. It was super, super good. I it loved it. It was so great. I loved it. That you could only watch it once for fear of, of what yeah, it would yeah. do to your body. Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to have you read Green Lantern on this podcast. I, I want to read Green Lantern. It's so much better than that horrible movie! That's what I heard. That's that, everything I've heard. Is that that movie's just terrible. But Deadpool looks pretty good. I don't think Ryan Reynolds is bad. I think that movie was bad. Yeah, the movie was bad. The actor's going to do so much. Yeah. Speaking of not doing very much, should we get into the pull list? <laughs> yeah, let's get into right. the pull list. Here's your pull list. And this week, bro, on the pull list, what did you read, Bro? Bro? Bro, what did you read, bro? Bro, I read Matt Fraction and David Aha's Hawkeye. What are you saying bro for? I don't know. Why don't you take us into it? Maybe All we'll right. figure it out. Maybe. <laughs> That's called burying the lead. <laughs> Back to the podcast. I read Matt Fraction and David Aha's uh, Hawkeye. I'm just going to jump right in. It opens with Matt, uh, with Hawkeye falling out of a window. Okay, this looks bad. And then it's just the title page, like, oh, this this does look bad. And it's just uh, him talking about how, you know, you're around the Avengers for so long. You've got guys with superpowers and magic, super strength, and I'm an orphan who was raised by carnies fighting with a stick and string from the Paleolithic era. When I say this looks bad, I promise you, it feels worse. <laughs> and then he lands on a car. And, that, and then he wakes up in the hospital. Shattered pelvis, three broken ribs, sprained your neck, cracked your fibula, left clavicle, right ulna, your spleen nearly eruption. Psh, thought you said I was hurt, Doc. Paleolithic. I looked it up. 
This is the <laughs> second page of the book, and it's hilarious. I bought issue one when it came out originally, and she ended up giving it to your sister because she liked it a lot more than I did. And I was like, this is all right. The The ending of the first issue grabbed me, but I was like, meh. Because I also bought Gambit that week. You know how I feel about Gambit, right? That comic? Yeah. How god-awful it is? Okay. That ruined me on Marvel for like a month. <laughs> and at that point, Hawkeye was already in four, and I was like, eh, I'm good. Wow. Yeah. That's... Gambit was super bad. <laughs> I, I have not heard a single word of praise for it. But this is really good. Mm-hmm. This first issue is really good. So then it, we cut to six weeks later, and he is... He's, he's getting out of the hospital, and he is not happy. And I'm going to jump over a lot of stuff this week. That's not bad stuff. It's just there's a lot of little things that you need to pick up from reading. Oh, I have visual cues. A lot of really neat visual stuff. It's a lot of it's what's there, but you, they don't tell you ex- impl- explicitly. It's a lot of implicit stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. And I think our viewers or readers should really check it out. Or listeners, even. What did I say? Viewers and readers. I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure you feel like you said that. I feel like you can just go back and bro. Why are you saying bro, bro, bro? He kicks his. uh, He gets so he gets out of the hospital. He kicks his wheelchair into traffic, and then it flash cuts, and he has a dog on a table, and he's saying, "Fix this dog" to a veterinarian, and that you gotta get used to that, people. This book likes to flash cut. Like we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here, and they run parallel, and then towards. Page six of each story, they meet. And it's really cool. Matt Fraction does a great job of writing. This makes me want to read his Iron Fist just that much more. So, we see him with the dog, cut back, and the person from the hospital is yelling, that's a $200 chair! And I just bill the Avengers. Like, he's very open saying, I'm an Avenger. Bye bye <laughs> So then he gets into a cab. And traffic is a standstill. And he just gets out of the cab without paying. This time he doesn't say Bill the Avengers. I was kind of hoping he'd say it again. That would be funny. <laughs> but he just walks in on this guy named Ivan. And it is just a yard sale in the front of this apartment building. And he's standing there. Back off, Russian maybe. I kill you, okay, bro? When Ivan the landlord and his tracksuit mafia take possession of all the stuff inside someone else's place and take great joy in dropping it all on the curb. Eviction day. And Clint walks up. Ivan, you think maybe you can not threaten to K-E-L-L anybody around the kids? Bro, back off, bro. This not concern you. He's kicking us out, Clint. It's good, bro. She not pay rent. She gone. He has tripled the rent. This is essentially a real estate scam. Mm-hmm. You're, he owns the building, so he can do whatever he wants. But he's just pushing people out by jacking up the rent. Flash cut. Right back to the dog. And the veterinarian saying, listen, it's not looking good. It's not... It's not unthought of to euthanize at this point, you know. Any of us who had a dog know that sometimes the dog's life gets to a point where, unfortunately, it's not good. And is it better to keep the dog alive, or is it going to be happier if it's gone? Sad, horrible, but that's what's happening in this book. So hopefully we can all understand that. I know I do. I've had a few dogs. The doctor's saying, just make sure we're doing this for the dog, not for you. And he says, I'm sorry, you're right, but you're going to fix this dog. Which is great. I love that. And we flash cut again to the top of a rooftop where there's like a, a potluck going on. And Clint is flicking pennies at bottles. Do you remember, do you remember most of this from when you read it? Mm-hmm. I love it. It's drawn so well. Yeah. It's like, it's like a minimalist style. Yeah, it's very clean, very neat. David Aha's a good artist. He keeps everything within a line. Like nothing spills, nothing's... It's not like Jay Lee. I think it's Jay Lee. He does like the... Remember those spooky stories from when we were kids? 
It's like spooky stories tell in the dark or scary stories mm. tell in the dark. It's like that. Just really dirty and grimy, which is fine. I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I was reading Batman and Superman for a long time, and then I had to stop because I was like, this art style infuriates me. So, sorry if you're a Jay Lee fan. I'm not. But this is not Jay Lee. This is David Aha. <laughs> he is a good artist. So, he's flicking, like I said, flicking coins with bottles, and he can't break them, but he says he can. And they're just talking about how they're raising the rent, what's going to happen, we're all going to get kicked out. And then one guy goes, I love this, beep, Mets! Which I thought was funny because right now the Mets are in the World Series. Not doing too hot, though. There sure aren't. <laughs> At the time this airs, it could be over. Yeah. We're recording uh, the two days before Halloween. This will be up in November 2nd or 1st. This the, the World Series could be over at this point. So <laughs> if the Mets don't pull it out, bleep Mets. <laughs> so let me go back to before the dog was hurt. And you see Clint walking towards two Russian tracksuit. What you, you have a nickname for he there's a nickname for them, but I know you like it, so I'm gonna let you say it. What does he call them? You remember? No. He calls them tracksuit Draculas. <laughs> I love that. I think that's hilarious. So he walks up, what you say, bro? Dog, can I uh, can I pet your dog? He bites, bro. Not good idea, bro. Who's a good boy? You like pizza? No dog that likes pizza is a bad dog. And he's petting this dog. Bro, you want to feed dog? Go sleep yourself, bro. And he says, actually, Red October, I got this big bag of money. I want to go into that gambling ring. And they let him in, and it turns out that this store that these two uh, tracksuit Draculas are in front of, or TS, TSRs, or TSDs, are in front of, is a underground casino gambling ring. And he walks in and he sees Ivan and he's got this bag of money. And it turns out that he wants to buy the building or pay the rent. And he says, well, maybe you don't you don't want to be fairy godmother, bro. Maybe we want you to leave. We want everyone out of building. So I don't accept. Bleep you. A lot of swearing, but none of it's written. Which is great. <laughs> Clint is working the shuffle on these cards, really warming up his fingers. And you're thinking, I, I hope I know why. And if you're like me, you're right. He starts flinging cards at people, and he's just, he creates a ruckus and beats these guys up, and it's great. Flash cut <laughs> to him in the office of the veterinarian. And who should walk up? He's This is when he's all beaten up, and the dog is in surgery, and who should walk up? But Ivan and his cronies. Bro! Bro! Flash cut to Clint being tossed out of a window. And you see that he's about to get shot, and he's running for cover, running for cover. And the dog actually jumps up and saves him. It bites the guy who's shooting him. That actually saves his life. Well, the guy who's shooting kicks the dog into traffic. Which, if you're like me, that messed me up for a little bit. That really upset me. So, for me, I went into this comic knowing... There was an interview Fraction had, and he said, as long as he's writing Hawkeye, the dog will not die. Thank he goodness. promises the readers that. Thank goodness. So I, I went in knowing the dog was going to be okay. I did not know that. <laughs> when I, first read, I did not know that, and I was so worried. I don't like... My mom will tell you. Oh, I know. My mom wants a t-shirt for Christmas, and it says, I don't care what happens as long as the dog lives. <laughs> like in any movie. You ever seen Twister? No. You ever seen Twister, Producer Godso? The beginning of Twister is... They're running from the twister into the cellar, and a dog is, like, not making it. And that upset me so bad. The dog makes it. It lives. But it really upset me. I was like, oh, God! <laughs> so, like I said, he distracts you. Dracula kicks the dog into traffic, and he runs back, and he says, I know I should keep running, but what kind of man throws a dog into traffic? Seriously, I ask you. Traffic right now. Rain. Cabs. Nobody's watching out for sideway demon pizza mutts. 
Come on, Clint. Come on. Nobody's watching. Come on. And he flings a quarter into this driver's window, and it causes the driver to miss the dog enough to not kill him. And that's why the dog got hurt, and that's why I took him to the veterinarian's office. So now you see we're starting to converge onto the one story. Cut back. He's sitting in the veterinarian's office, and Ivan, hey, bro. Bro, you mess up bad, bro. You mess up. Get up. We out of here. Sure. No, that's cool. I don't want any trouble. Boom! He messes him up. Knocks him unconscious. Beating him up in the office. And he goes, it's okay, everybody. It's okay. I'm an Avenger. Favorite line in the whole book. Are you like Iron Fist or something? <laughs> I love that. That's a direct reference to their Iron Fist. Yeah, of course. Because that came out before this. Both blondes. Both super handsome. Both awesome. Both with some really good comics. Both underrated. So you see Hawkeye puts Ivan in the car in a taxi cab and he tells him to go to JFK and he says, I'm buying the building from you. I don't care. I'm buying the building from you. He buys it right out, tells him, get in a plane, get out of here. And then we cut back inside and the dog is fine. He lost an eye, which is unfortunate. Broke some, broke a couple legs, broke a couple ribs. But he'll be okay with some proper rest and care. And he says, uh... Good boy. Good boy. And the doctor says, what's his name? He's not my dog. Anything on his collar? Collar says uh, Arrow. Mm, I'll come up with something better, says Hawkeye. <laughs> and that ends the first issue. And right there, if you're me, when I first read it, you're wrong. Because now I'm hooked. And you should be hooked too, readers, listeners, watchers, whatever you are. <laughs> this is, it's fun. It's exciting. It's interesting. It's It's funny. And I like that. So the second issue opens with... Seemingly his catchphrase. Okay, this looks bad. I love that. It, it, it's hilarious. It ties the series together, to be honest with you. I think that's yeah, how that you sold me frame. on the trade. Was that this looks bad? This looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we open up with, again, like I said, this looks bad. And we meet Kate Bishop, who before this, did you know who Kate Bishop was? I did not. She's Hawkeye. Where She was Hawkeye for, for when? That's my. I guess that's my question. I... As far back as Civil War, because she's actually in the um, the Winter Soldier like one-off as Hawkeye in that group. She's been around for a while. Yeah. Wait, I wonder where he went then. If you know, please tweet at us. The hashtag for this week is hashtag this looks bad. What about the other hashtag? That was, that was a joke. You gotta, you gotta keep up, folks. We also have hashtag jump ship. These are the jokes, folks! <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on... <laughs> We meet, I meet Kate Bishop. I didn't know who that was previously, but I, I could gather, they mentioned enough that she was Hawkeye. And they're discussing Vagabond Code and Graffiti. There's these circles with two arrows pointing. And it turns out that this means get out. Trouble, get out of town. So he knows this because he was homeless. He was a carny. He was raised in this environment where he would know that. He was a circus kid. He's... He's thinking, I think I might know what's going on. I've been reading all these newspaper clippings. He's kind of a conspiracy theorist, a little bit, which is cool. He's got this board of stuff, and he's saying that this is a problem, this is a problem, let's fix this. It's his to-do list, essentially. And the first thing on there is this luxury redefined in Lower Manhattan. You speak French a little bit. What does that say? Cirque du Nuit? Nuit? Cirque du Nuit. It's Circus of the Night. Cirque du Nuit. To inaugurate World's First Six Star Hotel. Oh, so it's the exact opposite of Cirque du Soleil. Circus of the Sun. Yep. These are the jokes, folks. These are the jokes. You're not tuning in for our good looks. Speak for yourself. I think we look great. Oh, it's a podcast. So you tune in for our good looks? Yeah. Okay. Don't you? You should. No. 
Yeah, I, I, looks good. Who's the guy? <laughs> <laughs> I think we look awesome. But apparently that's just me. <laughs> so we go to Cirque du Nuit, and it's this gala event, and everybody there is a problem. It, this is like the underground, but... If, did you watch the Daredevil show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wilson Fisk. Affluent, involved, but a bad guy. This is what this Cirque du Nuit opening is. It's full of these people. And Kate is very wealthy, so she knows a lot of these people, like, firsthand. Hawkeye knows these people because he's an Avenger and he tries to stop them. That's an interesting little tidbit. So they go in and they're watching, and we're introduced to Maynard Tybalt, I believe is it. Is how you pronounce it. Maynard Tybalt, and he's the ringleader. Literally. Hey. Hi. That's funny. <laughs> I'm funny. He's the ringleader, and he's just creepy. He's drawn with all white skin. Like, no color. It looks like they drew it, and then they just did a black and white version. But then there's purple around him and stuff like that. It, the color in this And looking at it, well. in his panels, it's the only things you see are white, black, and purple. No grays, no shading. It is white, black, and purple. Whereas really cool. anything else with another person, you see a nuance of color. There's pale peach. There's other skin tones. He is white. He is just stark white. The use of color, David Aha's use of color is very telling. It's almost like he uses purple all the time. Hawkeye's mm-hmm. wallet is purple. Hawkeye's jacket is purple. Purple's like Hawkeye's signature color. But what I'm saying is it's very out there in the book. You could have it be purple and just be like, oh, that's cool, but there's like a mix of other colors. They don't. This is a very dark palette in a good way. It's just a lot of dark colors and then purple really jumps out at you. I think it's only using those three colors, black, white, and purple, that just kind of puts you on on edge, I guess. Right, in this scene. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying throughout the trade. Oh, throughout the trade, yeah, Purple absolutely. is used to really, it jumps out at you at all times, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. It's it really, really does set it apart from the other books, because uh, his, um, his Iron Fist, different artist, but the use of color, it's not a different artist? No, it's them. It's this team. That's why they make the reference. So, like, his Iron Fist, uh, you, you don't get this use of minimalist color. It's no, still it's, perfectly it's well-drawn, yeah. Because Iron Fist, the thing with Iron Fist is he's a superhero. He has the red or yellow glowing fists, mm-hmm. so he uses yellow differently. But purple is a color you you don't, I, I don't think of as making everything stand out, and it's really But well yellow done. is also not as predominantly just present. Right. In, in, um, it's awesome. Fist. Yeah. It's really cool. So... We're seeing that Clint knows the thrower, the knife thrower. He says, I know that style. We have the same teacher. I can just tell by the way he's doing A, B, and C. And you're like, okay, neat fact, man. What does that have to do with anything? Don't worry, it comes back. Nothing is done in this book without a reason. And then the circus starts using hypnosis. And I didn't mention this earlier because I'm an idiot. But uh, Clint and Kate put on these glasses. And it looks really out of place in this gala event. Like, why do they have glasses on? They're red tinted glasses. So the people in the circus use hypnosis. And they do it well. It's like part of the backdrop. It's just this big circle. It's pretty cheesy. And I like that. You can see how people get away with this. And the circus people go into the crowd and start stealing from everybody. And the way that it seems kind of okay is that the people in the crowd are bad guys. They're all criminals. So it's like stealing from criminals. Bad things happening to bad people. Exactly. You got your comeuppance right there, and it's great. Problem is, it's still stealing. Two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left. So Kate and Hawkeye decide to go after them, and they go down, and Hawkeye gets captured, and Kate actually knocks somebody else out and takes her clothes, and she's going to use that in a little bit. 
But of course, Hawkeye gets captured. <laughs> he comes to, and he meets with these the knife thrower. They don't name, actually. But they do name the person who taught the sword thrower and Clint. His name is... I'm going to have you do this because... <laughs> Jacques Duquesne? Okay! It could have been Billy Johnson, and I wouldn't have gotten that <laughs> if it's written like that. And they mention Jacques... And he says, you know, he says, you are a disgrace to, to Jacques' memory. And he says, no, you're a disgrace because you're a jerk. He's a jerk. You both are jerks. Apparently Jacques was a bad guy. And Clint doesn't agree with his methods. So they say, put him on a boat, get him far away, kill him at sea, drop his body. We can't have a dead Avenger. And Fifi is there. Fifi is this woman with pink hair and arrows in her head. And that's her quiver. She pulls them out of her hair to shoot arrows with. And, boy, who is it? <laughs> like, who is Fifi? I don't know. Who could hmm. it be? We'll find out. <laughs> and it's on the page. It's Clint talking. He says, did I ever tell you why I love Kate Bishop? Fifi? And she says, nope. <laughs> I mean, look at her. And it's clearly Kate Bishop shooting arrows at people, killing them, saving saving uh, Hawkeye. Katie! And she's... And she actually shoots an arrow through his bindings, releasing him. Then you have the ringleader come out. Again, named Maynard Tybalt. He says, kill them all! And he starts opening up with machine guns. And they jump through a window, and that's where the opening of this book comes from. Again, we're crossing around. We're getting back to the point. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Here's the action, 20 minutes earlier. <laughs> and then we'll get there. And it says, okay, this looks bad. And he mentions how much he respects Katie because she ends up blinding the two people who are shooting at them with one well-placed shot. Blinds them both. Then the sword guy comes out of nowhere, and Hawkeye shoots him, skims his face. He says, ha-ha, you missed. It ricochets and paralyzes him. This is a dark book at times. It gets dark. But it does have a much lighter feel than we've been reading Oh, recently. without a doubt. Without a doubt. It is much, much easier to read. But it is. it gets dark. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't kill. He, gets, he doesn't want to kill. He hurts. He maims. It's kind of like Batman. And they get on a boat, and they take all the money that was stolen, and now Hawkeye's rich. <laughs> but hey, that's okay. Because they stole from people who were stealing from people who steal. And that's okay. The negatives cancel Is it? out. Probably not. <laughs> and then it shows this pan- this page. I'm not going to read the you wanna read the whole thing with me? Like we did last week? Sure, sure. Do you want to be Kate or do you want to be Hawkeye? Don't matter. Who I'll, be? Be, I'll be Hawkeye. No, okay. I'll be Kate. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna, John and I are gonna do a dramatic reading. Why me? You know, Avengers. You ran the Avengers. Why me? Because you're good. Cap is good. Spider Man is good. Why me? You're smart. So is Iron Man. So is everyone at your day job. Why me? You're rich. So are you now. Why? Because I don't want to sleep with you. Well, good. You're old enough to know how creepy that would be. Does this mean you want to sleep with Spider Man? No, I. Because that screws it up. It always screws it up. I always screw it up. And, Katie, I look at you and I think you're a lot like me. There are... I have these things I have to do. Yeah? Not want to, but have, you know? I I can do them alone, but I bet that whatever it is that's in me is maybe in you. And I, I don't want you to get hurt. I'm a big girl, Clint. No, I know. I'm in. Okay, good. Good. Um, good night? Bye. And that's just... <laughs> we should do that every week. We should do a dramatic reading at some point. It's sure. fun. So it's just that's just showing you that this is now a thing. They're a team. They're working together. And there is no relationship between... Like, no romantic relationship between the two of them. It does... That page does end with, because I don't want to sleep with you, dummy. 
So there might be eventually. I don't know. There's not? There's not. Good. Well, that's good then. I don't want that. I want them to just be friends. The last page of this issue is Clint hanging up the phone says, okay, this looks bad. My to-do list. And it's a wall. It's a map. And it's just a bunch of stuff. All the things he wants to do. And the dog says, Ruff. good boy, Lucky. Good boy. At least I got help. So he's renamed the dog Lucky, which is hilarious. <laughs> And that ends the issue. And now we're into issue three. After issue one, I feel that it's it's a lot less jump around. Yeah, no, it's much more. And then we get to this issue, issue one kind of. But then we get to this bit. issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. Let's get to this issue. So we open up, and this issue is called Cherry. And I'm just gonna tell you about the first page. It says, "Okay, this looks bad, really, really bad." But believe it or not. It's only the third most terrible idea I've had today. And today I've had exactly nine terrible ideas. And this issue is great because it tells you every single bad idea. And it's I will recount it. It's a very, them. very well written and put together comic book. And I this love is this number issue. three yeah. ranked. He's got a girl gagged in the back of a 1970 red charger. Yeah. They're two worst ideas, people. Wow. <laughs> so let's just get into it. I have them all written down. Number nine starts off this. Organizing his trick arrows. He wants to organize his trick arrows in the middle of the day. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Number eight, he has to go get tape to organize them so he can write the name of each arrow on the arrow. And he's fighting with, we cut again, he's fighting with the bros. The tracksuit Dracula. TSDs. TSD. And he is <laughs> driving the so car. Bad. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and he's shooting his trick arrows at these guys and... He's beating him, you know. Slowly but surely, he's winning. And we smash cut again to him at the store looking for tape. And he's not finding tape. So he says, the guy says, we're out of tape, but go next door. And he says, you could just wait. You could just wait for them to come back. You know, they're going to come back in just a minute. You can go get tape from them. Ah, I'm not going to wait. Bad idea number seven. Not waiting. Walks out into the street, sees the 1970 Red Dodge Challenger. Man, I've always wanted one of these. She says, well, if you ever get the chance, you should buy one. And it's this gorgeous-looking redhead. And he says, uh, is this one for sale? I got enough money to buy it. And she says, fine, you can have it. She says, it's not stolen, right? Because if it is, I'm, I need you to drive me to the hardware store first to buy tape. <laughs> and cut back. He's fighting again. In the car, fighting the bros, as they're, or the TSDs, as they're driving after him, chasing him. We don't know why they're chasing him yet, but we're interested. Cut back. And it's important to note that he's being chased by four black Mini Coopers. Cut to him with the girl. They just got done doing things that adults do. And he looks down and he sees four black Mini Coopers outside. Weird. So we as the reader know that something's going to happen with those black Mini Coopers. So then we're on bad idea number five. And it's sleeping with this woman. And they're talking... And they get the money, and he's going to give her the money for the car, and they're going to get out of there. And then the Dracula's bust in, and he says, Sup, bros? And he... And Hawkeye is jumping around naked, which is hilarious, because they have an old-school Hawkeye covering up his crotch. It's so funny. It is. And then he continues to fight nude, and they just cover it up with, like, a gun or someone's arm, and it's really funny. And then he gets knocked unconscious. <laughs> and he wakes up about ten minutes later. So he calls Katie. Why do you still have a phone with a cord on the wall? How do you know it was me? Who else would be calling your sad butt? I, what? L lots of people. Captain America, one one time. Did you have to go to Gowanis for tape? Kate, shut up and come get me right now. I got knocked out and this girl, girl's been kidnapped and we gotta follow him. 
Dummy, there's 1.4 million cars in New York City. How long have you been out? Um, five minutes? Ten? Might as well be like 15 years. How are we going to find one single car in New York City? They're on the West Side Highway heading to Jersey. How the heck do you know that? My stuff is in her car. Including a tracer arrow. Cutting back to the the organizing of the arrows. So then Kate comes and picks him up in her purple VW Beetle, which is... Because, of course, she has one. of course. And he jumps in the car that her shirt on, and it says, Bad idea number four. (laughs) And she goes... I love this She says... She says... Okay, I'll read the page. Come on, Kate, come on! Go, go, go! And she's just staring at his abs. Come on! Bad idea number four. Really? Kate, really? With the abs and the... Drive! Yeah, yeah, keep your shirt on. One thing I love about Fraction, he will let his story breathe. Oh, yeah. It, it's not all action all the time. It's not all just dry. It's not, it's not super... high octane. Right, it's not. When there's humor to be had, when there's a fun moment, he'll definitely... He does his best for the story. Much. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It? It's, 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 it's kind of like Snyder. Mm-hmm. It, good writers really show. It's super obvious. Like, a good artist is obvious. Like, it's it's... You know when you like something, you don't like something. But writing is so much harder to be good at. He is good. Matt Fraction is really good. So then we see that the the Dracula... Ah, bro, bro, cause lots of trouble, bro. Of all cars steal, bro, and you go and get it scratched, bro? He kill you even more, Alera. Crash. So someone high up owned this Challenger, or whatever it was, and Alera, we find out her name is, stole it from him. Oops. Oops. <laughs> And as soon as he says, don't scratch the car, Katie hits out of nowhere. So they hit the car, and Clint sits down and goes, oh, man. Hey, look, a metaphor for your love life, says Kate. <laughs> She's hilarious. Yeah, I really love their exchanges. It's hilarious, right? Yeah, it's, it's so good. So they get in the car, and Kate drives, and he sits out the window and shoots trick arrows at people. And... They're going, they're fighting, and I really can't talk about it because it's kind of just action. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going, and they get onto the highway, and he says, bad idea number three. Too many people. This is a problem. And they're fighting, and they're fighting, and he actually gets on top of the car. Bad idea number two. Car flips. He gets knocked unconscious. Again. <laughs> he wakes up with a gun in his face. You don't be smart, guy, K, bro. No worries there. Nice of you to join us, Clint. You give me ginger... Derogatory, patriarchal epithet. I give you Avenger. Slang for male genitalia. Wow, the mouth on you. These broads, bro, she trouble. First Katie, now broad. Ugh. Kate, it's okay. Loose the arrow. <laughs> Fine. She shoots it above him. Yeah, she shoots the arrow above him. Big mistake, bro. You, bro, you make big boomerang arrow. And earlier in the trade, he had talked about how the boomerang arrow always comes back. Well, it literally does. It hits this guy in the back of the head after missing him. And they talked hilarious. about how like useless it was, too. Yeah, like, she's why making would you fun of this? it, and then it works. <laughs> Perfect. So then, we're safe, you know. Layra's safe. Everyone's okay. They drive her to the airport so she can get out of town, because clearly she's got some heat on her. And biggest mistake number one comes up, and it's him kissing her. Or rather, her kissing him. We don't know why gets you. It gets you, man. I love it. I love this book. <laughs> and now we get into the real meat and potatoes, I think, of Hawkeye. This is a two-part story called The Tape. It's really good. Actually, this is not drawn by uh, David Aja. This The Tape is drawn by Javier Pulido. Really? Javier Pulido. Which is really cool. He does a great job, too. He, he 
emulates the Aha style without having to sacrifice his own take. You know what I mean? Okay. It's it's a similar style, but it's still clean. Still got the same color use, but it's clearly a different artist. So it opens with Hawkeye killing a man. Just boom, dead. And we cut to him on a rooftop and him talking. And then the Avengers... Helicarrier. Helicarrier, is that the word? Helicarrier shows up. And he's taken. He says, guys, 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 guys. And he's gone. It's great. And Cap and Maria Hill are sitting there and they're saying, the tape is out. And you're like, what? What tape? And they don't say, the tape is out. This is a problem. And then they say, the tape of you killing that terrorist. This is a problem. There's only one tape, so you need to get it back. So they're saying, you have to go take this Amex Black with no limit... They go to Madripoor. He goes back to his apartment, and he says that he has to go. Kate, you should really distance yourself from the Hawkeye name for a while. God forbid something bad happens. It's assuming that the tape gets out, that would be a problem to be a Hawkeye, because people are going to be gunning for me. Or, if it works out, no worries. It'll be back in two weeks. So then he gets to Madripoor, and he is having it, having it kind of rough. It's a 30-hour flight, he says. So he's exhausted. And he falls asleep on a cab. And he wakes up, and he's being robbed. The cabbie steals his wallet, throws it to a guy outside, he stops that guy, but then that guy throws it to another guy. So Hawkeye is without his wallet. That has his Avengers ID in it, his cash, his cards, his ID. His Amex black? No. No? No. But his, the the passport and the black are still safe, he says. It, but that's what you think. Oh, God, that's the black. That's a problem. So he steals the taxi cab driver's cab and says, thanks a lot, you kind of screwed me. Here we go. And he's using this to get some money and to see if he can figure out where things are in the city because he doesn't know where he needs to go. Turns out, people want you to be a good taxi cab driver in a city. I mean... Which is crazy, right? I know. So he ends up meeting with some of the cab drivers and having a few drinks and food, and they tell him where he's supposed to be going. They point him in the right direction finally because he's been driving around the city all night and has no idea where to go. Shows up and immediately gets black bagged, which means they put a black bag over his head, beat the heck out of him, and put him in a room lock him up. And you see Madam Mask. Who Had you heard of her before this? No. Okay, good. No, it's not just me. You're the Marvel <laughs> fan. It's really good. So maybe she's not that big of a character. So Madam Mask takes him and locks him up and has to find the MX Black. Because she needs it. Because he's been talking about it. And guess where it is? Um. <laughs> right in the Hawkeye logo that was covering him up earlier. It's in his, it's in his crotch. So she has to go rifling around his crotch, which is funny. And she gets the MX Black... And she throws him in a room, and then the ninjas attack. But don't worry, we're not going to talk about that. I was like, no! What's going to go on with the ninjas? And it cuts to the auction <laughs> that he needs that he needed to get to to buy the tape. Mm-hmm. Well, he can't. And who has his Amex Black now? Madam Mask. Mask. This is a problem. And some heavy hitters show up. You see the Mandarin. You see Wilson Fisk. You see Madam Hydra. You see Agent Byzantine, who I didn't know... But I'm assuming he's big. The Magia, Crimson Cowl, they're all there to buy this. And <laughs> there's this really funny part where they're all bidding and they're saying, All right, so we have three three million dollars. Who has four million? Hail Hydra! Okay, Madam Hydra's in. Shut up. <laughs> like they stop her from yelling. It's really funny. And then Madam Mass says, really coldly, one billion. And everyone's like, No! Because no one can match that. Even as rich as these people are, they can't match that because they don't have that kind of expendable income. But she has a unlimited Amex black card. So she wins. She gets the tape. And she gets to her room, and she's going to watch the tape, and it's not Madam Mask. It's Kate. What? It's Kate. 
Because of course it's Kate. He said, don't come with me. And she did. But she did. <laughs> and there's a couple of Easter eggs in here that I'm not going to mention because I want to see if readers can find them themselves. Which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So Kate reveals herself and that's the end of that issue. And then we go to issue five. Which is the last issue of the Hawkeye version portion of this trade. And the tape. So it and does the wrap tape, itself up. great. So this is, I mean, I really have very little to say about this because this is a very action-oriented thing. So the ninjas attack Hawkeye, but he is actually thrown out of the room, and he's saved by Maria Hill, who's not supposed to be there. She shows up and saves him. So everyone learns Madame Mask is actually Kate. They are gonna, they're going to torture her. They bring her down. Hawkeye saves her, because of course he does. And they want to get the tape, which is still at the Madame Mask's room. So they run in, and they're running all over, and they're trying to escape, and they go, oh, shoot the tape. <laughs> And they have to go backtrack through everything they were just doing, which is hilarious. And they, of course, get the tape, and they bring it back to S.H.I.E.L.D. And here's where the interesting part comes in. You find out that the everything that was said originally was that the Navy SEALs killed the terrorist. Well, the tape was leaked, and oh, no, it's Hawkeye. That's a problem. An Avenger can't kill people. Well, the problem is, we'll do another dramatic reading. So reading the part of Maria Hill is John, <laughs> and reading the part of Hawkeye is John, and I'll be reading Nick Fury and Kate. Okay. The leak was found and sealed off. The identities of the Navy SEALs that killed Du K. Fang still remain safe. S.H.I.E.L.D. thanks you and the Avengers for your participation in helping us smoke him out. Wait, what? Clint killed Fang. I saw it. I watched on the tape. No, it was a Navy SEALs operation. Just like what you heard on the news, we detected that someone was trying to figure out who they were, so we proceeded to decoy three tapes. One with Captain America, one with Wolverine, and the one you saw, which you weren't supposed to see, by the way. We had a mole, Miss Bishop. We were building the new shield from the ground up and avoiding creating something like my father. I'm using different methods, my methods, and the ones only we could use to flush out the mole. And the only way we could do that was with bait. Three tapes made surreptitiously available to our three suspected moles. What's more scandalous and valuable than the name of some Navy SEAL? Proof the government used an Avenger as an assassin. Once the mole had the tape, we had to respond appropriately. So, all this was theater? People could have gotten killed. We could have gotten killed. Look, they asked, I said yes. The guys that actually did this, they're doing what they think is right. They didn't sign up to get their families and friends killed as retribution, so I... I, I don't know. I wanted to help. just seemed like the right thing to do. You're okay, Barton. Anyone ever tell you that? And I know this is, like, we don't do this often, but this book is really best read. Yeah. It's really good. And that it wraps that up. That wraps up the tape. It's a beautiful story. It's, you could read just that by itself, and it's great. Yeah. And now, that really, that ends, that technically ends the trade, but in this trade, there is also Young Avengers Presents Hawkeye, which is Kate as Hawkeye. And I'm really not going to go into this. Just like the annual from Batman, just like the backstories, I'm just going to glance over this. What it basically covers is Kate as Hawkeye, and out of nowhere, Ronan shows up. And Ronan is actually Clint. And he wants his bow and arrow back. So he challenges her to a a competition. It's a shooting competition, and he wins. He gets it back. She breaks into the Avengers headquarters again, steals it back. The story really is not that important. It's a story of knowing who you are that you don't need the bow to be hawkeye it's who it's what you do with the name what you do with the avengers and it's it's a kind of a story of retribution for clint because he's coming off of i don't know what it was but it really seems like he's coming from somewhere dark is it a good issue yes it's a great issue it doesn't seem to pertain as much to this trade 
as we're talking about it. So no. I, I think it's something, again, best read. I think it's largely there. Like, it's nice. It it's, is nice. It so shows you who Kate is. Yeah, which is also very good. But also, the trade itself was pretty short. It was five issues. Mm-hmm. So I think it was there to kind of pad it a little bit. A little bit, yes. I would agree. That's the trade for the week. I loved it. Would I continue reading? Kind of like what you said with Batman last week. Yes, but I'm not chomping at the bit. I don't need to go read Volume 2 right now. There's stuff I need to finish first. <laughs> like Matt Fraction's Iron Fist, for instance. Or Batman, because I like Batman. And I just bought Multiversity. Point is, it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Point is, it's worth reading. And Volume 2, I'm sure, just gets better. I'm sure... I, Jen's read it, right? She has read it. She likes it a lot. I'm sure it's good. So I would recommend it. Three stars, four stars, two thumbs up. Whatever. It was really good. So, should we end the podcast for the week, John? Bro, you want to end the podcast? Bro, should we end the podcast? <laughs> and that's the podcast this week. I'm really glad you enjoyed Hawkeye. Yeah, it was it was really worth reading. I'm glad we did that, especially after the dark, dark month of October we had. It was really dark. Three episodes that were very dark. There were like four colors. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was so much blood red. Uh, oh so, speaking of red, what a... What a segue! <laughs> oh my god. Next week, John is going to be reading Flashpoint, by, written by Jeff Johns, penciled by Andy Kubert, who is a beautiful author, and penciled, or inked, by Sandra Hope. This is a great trade. This is one of those events that happened, and there's like a bunch of other trades that go along with it, but this gets the main story. It is so good. It is so good. We'll have to watch the movie at some point, too, but... I'm very excited for you to read this. It's about the Flash, obviously. And right. points in his life. Flashpoint. <gasps> I just got that! That's so weird. I know. So, I'm excited for you to read this again on the podcast. You've read it, I think, once before. It was a long time ago, right? Yes. Yeah. So, that'll be good for the podcast. Yeah, so. this was the second DC book, actually, I've ever read. What first was the was first? Watchmen. Ah. Like. <laughs> David. Aha! <laughs> That's that's a good first book, though. Yeah. So, And that's the podcast for this week. John, did you have something you wanted to read? Yeah, actually, we got our first review okay. on SoundCloud. Awesome. Let's, can you read it? That's be fun to do it live. Sure, sure, sure. The review says that the listener is very proud of us and everything we do and we put it on the podcast. Aw. Our hard work is really paying off. Wow. Um, it's, it's weird. Like, proud of us? Like, oh my God. It's really nice. The user is uh, Jeremy's mom. And it says, P.S. Dinner's... On the stove. And drive safe? That's the podcast for the week. Bye! Follow us on Twitter at Talk and Trades. You can also follow Jeremy at, at LizardKing27 and John at, at MaesterLaka, M A E S T E R L A K A. Also find us on Facebook at Talk and Trades. And remember, guys, we're not experts, we're fans. 